Well, Happy New Year. And uh, still trying to come out of the clouds from this afternoon. Uh, it was such a, a wonderful blessing uh, to show up to the house of God, but also uh, receive. I just can't, words can't express how much we love you and, and love what all y'all do for us. Um, I want to uh, read from a chapter. I'm not going to tell you where I'm reading from. Uh, a lot of times the pastor will say, let's turn, if you have your Bible, let's turn to this particular scripture. But it sounds like a psalm to me in the middle of this book. And I want to start here and we'll go to a few places in the scriptures for hopefully a little bit of encouragement here in the year 2024 for the things that you may be facing, some of the stuff that may be going on in your life. Uh, just a little bit of encouragement here uh, late Saturday after, Sunday afternoon. It says, And in, the, in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with, with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. The Lord is always he's the great comforter. There is no greater comforter than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we need comforting, we can look to the Lord and praise him. And he promised he will comfort us. He says, thou anger is turned away and thou comfortest me. He said, behold, God is my salvation. There is no other, uh, <laughs> no other salvation out there than that of the Lord. Not only temporal, but eternal. There's only one salvation, and that's by God. It says, behold, God is what? It's my salvation. Salvation is, is personal. It was personal to God. He sent his son personally on your behalf. God is my salvation. He's not a salvation. He is my salvation. He says, God is my salvation. When you need a, de a temporal deliverance, that's where we're to turn to. God will comfort you. He will save you, not only here and now, but he'll save you eternally. God is my salvation. He says, I will trust. That's what we're to put our trust into. I, don't, I can't trust things ahead. I can't trust the government. I can't trust the internet. <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of things I just can't really fully and totally put my trust into. But you can put your trust in the Lord because he is my salvation. He is my comforter. He says, I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah, all capital letters, the Lord Jehovah is what? Is my strength and my song. That's what I want you to think about this year. The Lord not only being your strength in time of weakness, but he needs to be your song. See, a lot of God's children God is their strength in salvation. God is their strength in reconciliation. And they recognize that as the one and only salvation. But he's not their song. You know, a, a sweet sister always sends me songs off the internet but means something to her, and she'll, she'll send it to me in the middle of the day, and I'll get them. And it's a strength to me. It's a song. The Lord has to be your, not only your strength, but he needs to be your song. You know, I told you before, the kids asked me why I listen to the gospel music all the time and grace alone because it's got uh, hymnals and songs and spiritual songs. That's what we're supposed to be doing in the gospel churches, make, you know, singing with grace in our hearts and to the Lord. 
That's why I sing, because I want the Lord not only to be my strength when I need him, I want him to be my song, something that I can go to. You know, it, it, when the uh, children of Israel were, uh, came across the Red Sea, they sang the song of what? They sang the song of Moses. Read, read with me. You can turn to Exodus chapter 15, and this is where I was reading out of Isaiah chapter 12. And it says, they sang Moses and the children of Israel this song. I love singing <laughs> And Lord, I told you before, the Lord gave us vocal cords so we can sing praises unto him. That's what we're here to do. We're here to glorify God. It's our salvation. He is our strength and he is our song. He is our song. I love to sing. If you know, I don't sing very good. I tell you what, when you sing to the Lord and, him, and recognize him as your salvation, there's comfort, there's joy because you're giving him the praise and you can gain strength from it. When he's not only your salvation, not only is your strength, but he's your song. Something you can hold on to. It's wonderful. It's glorious. They just had a great deliverance. They had a great salvation across there. Temporal deliverance. That's what salvation is. It's a deliverance from something to something. The Lord saved me all the days of my life. You were saved this morning when you wake up. Greatest, you know, his mercies are new every morning. It's wonderful. He's our strength to get up. And we could sing a song to him. He, I want this year to be a, a year of him being your strength. But him being your song, there's something wonderful about singing. There's something wonderful about praising the Lord. There's something that he can give to you that nobody else can when you recognize him as your salvation. They sang a song. They sang this song to the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. He threw them into the sea. They didn't cause those to go into the sea. He led them across dry shod. Not a single one of them was lost. There's a picture of God's children on that final day. Not one will be left behind. It's wonderful. I will sing unto the Lord. He has triumphed gloriously. He's not only triumphed, but he's triumphed gloriously. It says in verse 2, the Lord is my strength and song. And he has become my what? My salvation. When you can really get down deep and you're going through a lot of things, you know, I've told a couple people this. Uh, last week we were coming home and a car broke down. <laughs> About to have the baby, I had to take the car seat out and the stroller I just put together and put in there, you know, and just, uh, <laughs> you know, and it was a, I believe it was a New Year's Eve miracle that the local mechanic shows up on New Year's Eve and took my car to his house and he's fixing it and he called me today and I don't know why I'm telling you this story. I'm just telling you when the Lord's your song, I'm telling you good things happen. When you recognize him as your salvation temporally every day, but also your eternal salvation, there is no other salvation outside the Lord. I'm telling you, it feels good. You, you can see it coming. It's wonderful. It's glorious. Lord put the writers into the sea. You know, um, Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he went up to the third heaven. He didn't know whether in body or in spirit. He didn't really know. And he's telling the uh, Corinthians, he says, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the side. I mean, I, you get thorns in the side all the time. I get them all the time. My car breaking down was a sure thorn in my <laughs> side at the wrong time, it seemed. You know, when we get problems, it seems like they always come in the wrong time. It's just how humans think. That's, that's just the way we are, you know. But this was, you know, Paul had, you know, said, you know, 
ran hard, he fought hard, he fought hard, he was willing to die for the gospel. There was a lot of things, you know, he was beaten, he was shipwrecked. I mean, he didn't complain about any of this. He was doing everything for the kingdom of God, everything to preach the cross of Christ, to set up churches. He was willing to go through everything. But this one thing bothered, well, I say the mess out of him. I mean, it, it really was a thorn in the side more than any other thing for him to write about this, that the Lord would give it to him. He said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. You know, pride, Paul had to deal with a whole lot. And he didn't want to be exalted above measure. And this thorn, whatever it was, whether it was preaching to the people that he had persecuted and threw into jail and uh, consented to their stoning, whatever it was, there was a thorn in his side that bothered him that he sought the Lord three times. And he tells about this. And this is how troublesome it is to, to Paul. And there's a lot of things that can be super troubling to the child of God as we walk through this life. And as we walk through this year, we can go to the Lord and we can get the answer from the Lord when he's our joy and he's our salvation, when he is our strength and our song. We can look to him and he'll tell us, he says, my grace is sufficient for thee. If God's grace was sufficient for Paul, it's sufficient for you. It's sufficient for me. Whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm facing, no matter what it is, his grace is sufficient for me. It was, it was sufficient for John the Baptist when he was in jail and he sent two of his disciples to seek the Lord and says, you're the Christ, we should look for another. Are you kidding me? John the Baptist baptized Jesus, saw that, uh, you know, the dove coming down from heaven. You know, in the form of the Spirit, and this is my son who I'm well pleased, and there's no greater man than John the Baptist. I mean, think of all the great things that were mentioned about John the Baptist, what all great things John had done. He's in jail now. He's soon to be beheaded. He sends, you know, I've read where he, he's trying to strengthen the two disciples. No, I think John was in despair, and he was in disbelief that he was fixing to perish, and he sent those guys and wanted to know, was he the Christ? Was he going to be his salvation or deliverer and, and get him out of there? You know, and he told him, he said, the blind, you know, all this good stuff, and the gospel is preached to them. <laughs> he says, I like to think every once in a while I'll read the scriptures, and God said, I got you. I got you. I'm your strength. I got you. I got you, John. Listen to all these things that has been done. He says, I got you. You know, and you look at the thief on the cross. There was never anything good said about him. Was there not? Was grace sufficient enough for the thief on the cross? The thief had never did anything good in his life but rob and steal. He was known as a thief being crucified beside the Father. You know what was said to him? Get out of here. You know good you know, whatever to this guy. There was nothing good said about him, but God's grace was even sufficient for the thief on the cross. So if it was good enough for John the Baptist and it was good enough for the thief, somewhere hopefully I'll fall in between <laughs> these two and God's grace is sufficient for me. If it's sufficient for them, it's sufficient for you. I'm telling you, it's wonderful. You know, he, earlier in, in Corinthians, he's, uh, Paul was talking about all the afflictions they had, had went through. And he says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 8, he says, For we will not, brethren, have you ignorant of the trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, and so much as we despaired even of life. I mean, this is life and death that they're fighting for, for the kingdom, for the cross. Well, we don't have to go up against any of that, do we not? 
I mean, he, is, he wanted them not to be ignorant of the things that they were going through to be able to comfort them, to point them to Christ as their salvation. He says, we were pressed out of measure above strength and so much we despaired even of life, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. Who delivered us? I'm telling you, who has saved us? That's what it means there. Who hath delivered us? Who hath saved us? from so great a death, and doth deliver. God saved you on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. He delivered you. He saved you. He doth deliver you now, here in time. We look to him for our strength and our salvation. So he needs to be our strength, and he needs to be our song. Glory, glory, glory. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God, my God almighty. That's what it should be. It should be personable. My salvation, my song, my strength. I'm telling you, it's glorious. Who hath delivered us in whom we trust he will yet deliver us. He sent forth his son into the world, made under a woman, made under the law to redeem those who are under the law. He redeemed you. He was sent forth. He saved you 2,000 years ago on the cross at Calvary. He redeemed you. He, see, he's the strength of some people. They understand that. They understand what's preached, but he needs to be your song every day during the week. You can, to the rest of the year, we got 51 more Sundays to praise him, to make him our song. I'm telling you, you can break it down into months. We got 11 more months to go before the end of the year. Break it down into weeks, break it down to days, break it down to hours. I'm telling you, God is my salvation. He is my strength and my song. When they were delivered across the Red Sea, he was their strength and their song. Isaiah writes about him being his strength and his song. Paul talks about all the trouble they went through and how grace is sufficient for him, even in his most troubling times. He tells the Corinthians, he said, we're troubled in Asia. Everything is going wrong. But what? He remembers he was his salvation then. He's your salvation now. He's going to be our salvation one glorious and final day. It's something we can sing about. We can praise the Lord, make a melody in our hearts. I love the song service before service starts. It gets me in the spirit. I'm telling you, when we can listen to it on the way here, but like that sister sends me all the time, she better keep sending it to me. And you can send it if you hear something good you want to hear it to me, because I, I love to hear it. I love to hear about the rock of my salvation, the shield that he gives me the protection, the refuge I can go to. Why? Because he is my salvation. He is my strength and he is my song. Let us sing the new year along and praise the Lord because he is our strength. I can do so much for you, but only God can give you the strength you stand in need of in time of need. He is the rock. His grace is sufficient for you. Don't ever forget that. When you need him the most, his grace is sufficient for you. Thank you.